Hey, hey, hey! It's Star right here, and welcome to my train of thoughts. And welcome to another podcast episode. This is Star's Train of Thoughts. I just wanted to talk to you about... Ay, nako, I've been through a lot. I would just want to dive into the physical part of my life. I just want to share with you my personal experience with my physical body. If you've already seen me personally, like for my friends, they've noticed my weight go up and down through the years. And it's because I have this love-hate relationship with food and working out. And sometimes I work out like consistently and then when I reach my weight goal, I stop and I, and I continue to eat again you know like without working out and it sucks because you know my body isn't the same like how it used to be before it would be difficult for me to lose the weight compared to when i was younger i've been going to the gym when i was i think as early as 15 years old and i was trying to do some weights with this little girl in the gym trying to do weights feeling so cool but eventually those had affected my body up to this point like i've got a lot of muscles that have turned into jiggly jelly na ngayon i think the most important thing that i gained with working out is trying to build up a strong core and i used to also do yoga i also when i'm at home i do yoga and hula hoop before i used to do like 500 to a thousand hula hoops in a day but i don't know i just i am so tired i'm so tamad now with trying to work out especially with my age oh i'm so old anyway so with with that again with my love and hate relationship with food i i super love eating cheesy food comfort food fast food eventually it led me to gaining weight the highest weight or the heaviest weight i had was when i was 27 years old i hit about 64 kilos so it was actually overweight for my height prior to that slowly nagkakaroon ako i was i was slowly getting in and out of the hospital because of stomach pain abdominal pain and eventually we found out that i had this gallstones at first the doctors at the er wouldn't identify the main cause of my stomach or abdominal pain but eventually the doctor my internist found out that i had gallstones she ordered me to have my abdominal ultrasound because i mentioned that my dad also had his gallstones uh, gallbladder removed a few years back so it was kind of genetic as well and then when the results of the ultrasound came back i had this one centimeter gallstone inside my gallbladder and sometimes especially when i eat oily food it would just hurt so bad i would have abdominal pain it's so painful you know it even disturbed some of my travels this travel i had 2016 the night before we ate a lot of sangyupsal of course that was pork purely pork and then i ate a lot of pork fat so good but after that we were actually staying at clark for four days and the first night yeah we ate we ate like some gyupsal buffet and then woke up early the next day, went to the hot air balloon festival. And then 
by the next day, by second and the third day, I just I ended up staying in bed. Just stayed at the hotel because I had this super painful abdominal pain. Painful nga abdominal pain pa. I had this pain in my abdomen at the same time I was puking and I had diarrhea. And there was no I don't know, we searched online and I can't seem to find a hospital near our where we're staying at the hotel. So I just had to stay at the oh my gosh, that was so that was so sad. Like I had this vacation yet I ended up staying in the hotel bed the whole time. But good thing I I think my my stomach got better on the third night. So by the fourth day, we decided to go to um Subic. We wanted to check out this um, zoo, uh, I forgot the name. Before we went there, during lunchtime, we visited this Nike outlet, factory outlet. I had my first Nike running shoes because I was still, you know, working out back then. So I felt like I achieved something because I bought these shoes at a good factory price and it was from my own money. I wasn't feeling that well, but I was trying so hard to enjoy the time because, of course, we were at the vacation and then when we reached back home when we arrived here in Davos I voluntarily asked my parents to have my checkup at the hospital so I think it was then that they found out that I had gallstones but prior to that like 2015 a year before I was already I already experienced this abdominal pain which had me to stay in bed again for a few days it was some kind of a it's a sharp pain in my abdomen. It's not dull. Yeah, it's a sharp pain and the doctor just gave me this medicines, I think, to help me with the acidity because they didn't actually had me tested for any procedures back then, 2015. But by 2016, I was diagnosed with having this one centimeter gallstones. And then the doctor said, you're still young, you can, you don't have to take medicines yet, so you just have to exercise. So me, I again, I started working out, I started going back to the gym, and yet I still did not stop eating, you know, yung mga bawal na food. And the most, if I could share, the most favorite lunch in the clinic, there was this karinderia outside the mall that we, we buy our lunch there our ulam and rice so my favorite lunch as in i would eat this like every day is binagoongang baboy and adobong baboy and imagine the the pork oh my gosh it's it's so good like the fat melts oh my gosh that was my peeve before it's like i would not you know let a day pass by without eating that you know i gained back the weight and then siguro it's maybe because i was a busy person in that season so i had to eat a lot of fast food as well and sometimes i would even end up having three meals in a day that was you know that was bought in a fast food chain and because i was living this busy lifestyle i get to you know do my drive throughs and another peeve of mine is me eating french fries during dinner right before i go to sleep so imagine the oil imagine not properly being digested inside me and then i go to sleep 
I think that's what led me to having gallstones. But don't get me wrong, I I do appreciate the service of these fast food chains. Their presence, of course, it helps a lot of people, especially those who are always in a rush. I don't have anything against them, but I think if I could give you an advice, you should not eat fast food regularly. Gallstones are formed when when there's too much oil and it's not properly digested. Having that gallstone and still eating too much oily food, uh, if you imagine where the gallstone is located, that part would hurt. It's like when it's trying to pump out the oil, the, the, the oil inside our body when we eat oily food. So imagine that it's pumping out or it's digesting the oil with the presence of the gallstone inside my gallbladder. And yeah, every time I eat something oily, it would just hurt. And eventually, here comes um, 2018. If I could remember, I think it was on the last week of July. No, it was the last week of June. Oh yeah, it was the last week of July. And my friends and I, I don't know if you're listening, hi Neil, Camila, Zar. We went to this Chinese restaurant here in Obrero. And then we ordered Hainanese chicken. And of course, Hainanese chicken is oily. It's like it's soaked in oil. When we ate that, it was so yummy. Anyway, aside from that, we also ordered this fried rice. Again, with oil. And then the buchi. Basically, everything that I ate was super oily. You know, we just had dinner. We just had good talk over dinner and then we went home. By the time I went to sleep, it was I think almost midnight or after midnight. But I woke up around 3am having this super painful stomach pain or you know, abdominal pain. And it's a different kind of pain that I really had to wake my parents up to ask them to bring me to the hospital, to the ER, because it was too painful. I don't have any medicines here at home. And I know that it was because of my gallstones. So we went there and then they, the, the doctors at the ER gave me this oral pain reliever. But after a while, it's been an hour and the pain it was still there. And then during that, um, case history taking of course they would ask the quality of the pain and I said that the pain was 9 out of 10 imagine how painful it was it was 9 out of 10 of course I was saving 10 for something special but the pain is super super talaga super painful after an hour I was still in pain the doctor decided to give me pain reliever but through IV so they injected it to me. It was around 4 a.m. I think. And then when the pain subsided, it was then that I fell asleep. I really had rested that time. I actually was waking up to 2 a.m., 2.30, 3 a.m. And then we went to the hospital around 3, past 3. So I think they injected the pain reliever around 4. So I slept at the ER for a for a bit i woke up around 5 30 to 6 and then the doctor there um they requested an ultrasound abdominal ultrasound and other tests they, because they needed to be sure of my diagnosis so it ended up that my gallstone is almost at the end so it was kind of blocking the passageway that's why it, it's kind of painful they also advised that we can have 
the surgery to remove my gallbladder. It was up to us because the surgery actually is voluntary. After years of having this on and off abdominal pain, I decided to really volunteer myself to the surgery. The, the surgeon we went to specialized in laparoscopic cholecystectomy, which is gallbladder removal. This doctor that we went to was the doctor who did the surgery on my father. So it was comforting for me that I have the same doctor as my dad. So we scheduled my surgery. I think it was July 28th or July 30 that I had the surgery. But I'm sure that it was on the last week of July. So I had to stay at home for the next few days before we check in a, a night before the surgery. And then I decided that I'm going to say goodbye to comfort food because I really hate the feeling of having that kind of abdominal pain. Two nights before my surgery, I decided to celebrate. Like I ordered pizza and wings. And I also ate this brownies. You know, I checked the label. It has cholesterol. It has high cholesterol. That kind of brownie. And then imagine the slice of pizza and the pasta that I ordered and the wings. Yes, it was all oily. And then I again woke up in the middle of the night asking my parents again to bring me to the hospital the second time around. And this time, the pain included my back. Because when people talk about gallstones, they usually ask if there's the presence of this back pain but never did I experience that until that time again I went back to the ER actually I'm a I'm a suki of Dava Doctors Hospital yeah it's like every year I go to the hospital so that time I really you know promised myself that I would stop eating all the oily food I would stop fast food I really came to a point that I hated food um fast forward we checked in to the hospital a night before and then they they injected me with stuff and they checked my abdomen my doctors visited me and then they gave me a lot of um, instructions before the night before the surgery because the surgery was scheduled at 8 in the morning so the night before there were a lot of um, instructions for me to, to to do prior to the surgery I was kind of nervous because they're going to give me this general anesthesia so it's not a it's not an outpatient surgery i had an outpatient operation before with my nails that's a different story and this one is the first time that i'm going to be under anesthesia because of the surgery so the the next thing i, th- I remembered was that uh in preparation to the surgery they prepped me in the morning and then you know they gave me this um medicine to help me doze off but the medicine did not work because usually they say that the medicine would work when you're going towards the operating room but then we reached the operating room i was still up i was still awake and i could see them you know bringing my body inside this room that is cold and it's my first time to really see the inside of an operating room and that time that was the hospital's new operating area i think they injected me another dose and then i counted backwards from 10 i don't remember reaching one and then i dosed off and the next thing i know is that when i woke up i was already in the room i was so sore i was so in pain like my whole body was in pain and then my sister told me that you know i was still asleep whenever they touched me i would you know moan out of pain and i don't remember that then slowly i think i woke up at um after lunch i kind of peeked 
that my brother was there visiting me but i woke up like i was widely awake around i think mga around two or three in the afternoon by the next day i was allowed to go home i was allowed to start my recovery period at home i'm sorry if i'm sharing this to you but anything that i eat like i would eat biscuits i would eat like rice i just started getting diarrhea so hassle like when i eat something i i directly have to remove it if only i could eat while i'm in the toilet imagine that i gave myself a week to rest and to recover every time my mom would give me food i would not finish it because i would just you know run to the toilet i don't know it's something with digestion i think right then and there i decided to quit fast food and then the doctor advised me to stop or to refrain myself from eating meat for three months and then my next follow-up would be a week and then a month that's it a week and a month so i decided to quit eating pork and beef because when with pork i couldn't handle myself with pork i really love pork especially the fat but i decided to stop eating pork because it was one of the reasons why i had gallstones in the first place and then beef because i checked out that beef is different with pork because with pork the meat and the fat is separate but with beef it's incorporated so when you eat beef you are already getting the fat as well so i decided to quit that and then i would have chicken from time to time but for the first few months i I also stopped eating chicken especially if it's fried so i would just eat biscuits veggies and fish during that time something happened to me and then i decided to stop eating (laughs) and then that time i would just eat like once a day and then after a month i asked my doctor if i could go back to the gym and then he allowed me so after a month i went back to the gym i ate once a day because i was refraining as well to run to the toilet because of diarrhea so it made me scared about food like how it was controlling my life i started to work out my revenge body so imagine from 64 kilos working out refraining from all the the food bowels i started working out september i ate once a day i worked out like four to five days a week i was so surprised from 64 kilos i went down to 52 kilos and that was so amazing that was my least weight ever when i became an adult so i was so thin i was so you know i was so happy with the weight that i lost i felt young i felt light i felt so good i did reach one year without eating pork and beef when i reached home and uh, the food prepared was just something out of pork or beef i would just not eat you know it came to that point but around november 2019 i remember the first time i ate pork was when my friend celebrated his birthday and we ate out it was my first time to eat pork and it was sisig again oily i guess after a few months or almost a year my body has already been adjusting to my new lifestyle but here comes 2020 i was again i was embracing junk food again i was open to fast food again but i i make sure that i i drink green tea or i lessen my food intake because i don't want to go back to what i was before and i don't want to have that same lifestyle as well but especially right now that it's you know quarantine it's so difficult to get my hands to to certain gym equipment all i have is a yoga mat all i have is i have my boxing gloves but i don't have any trainer i have my hula hoop and you know sometimes i can just 
find the motivation. It's like so tiring to work out. I, I don't know what came to me that I decided to talk about my physical experience with my body. The journey I had with my physical concerns. My anatomical concerns. Let me share with you one surgery that I had. I used to do uh, manicure, pedicure, mani-pedi like once a week before. Siyempre, I was being kuripot. I wanted the cheapest one I could find because I was doing it weekly. And it's just, you know, getting my nails cleaned. And this parlor, the manicurista, person, you know, handling me, was trying to get something. She was trying to cut the side of my nail bed and then she was forcing it and it was hard. So she was forcing the nipple there and then eventually she she pushed the skin and then it bled on the left toe and I was fine with that eventually after few days it led to an infection I was trying to hold it back you know the pain but eventually after a few days the pain was so intense that we had to go to the doctor and right then and there at the ER the doctor said we can do a surgery minor surgery on you so what my first surgery the doctor there cut my my nail in half on the, the big toe. I forgot I forgot the name of the surgery, but scary part of it was he injected I think five to ten anesthesia. He injected it on my big toe. That was the painful part. But you know, having the anesthesia work, I couldn't feel a thing. It was amazing that he cut the nails in half without me feeling it. That was the last time that I had a good mani pedi. I think that was 2017. It's been three years that I haven't gotten a mani pedi. I just clean my nails on my own and I'm fine with it. One thing I also remember was that I was hospitalized for 30 days when I was... I think my mom told me I was 5 years old then. It was dengue and it was, you know, the season of dengue and a lot of kids also died. Good thing that I healed, you know. Praise God, I I was healed. But I stayed at the hospital for 30 days. So I think I was one of the children that they have. That they could say that I was one of the masakitun. I had a total of five convulsions when I was a kid. And then the dengue thing happened. Oh, one more thing is that um, when I was in grade school, I think I was in grade 2 or grade 3. I, I could barely remember it. But our maid was cooking. She was frying something. And then I, I happened to pass by the the cooking area and then our cooking stove actually has a cover so it was so when we're cooking it 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 needs to be open but then during the time that i passed by that cover suddenly fell and yes the hot cooking oil that she was cooking actually flew on my back so i got my back burnt as young as seven or eight years old and so painful and my mom would tell me that during that time i would not sleep on my bed i would just sleep sitting down on my mom's body the whole night my mom was having this having trouble sleeping because of the position that we are in but imagine that that was so painful you know imagine the hot cooking oil if you imagine yourself cooking and then the oil would you know talisik the oil would you would get your skin it would be a smarting pain it's nothing compared to what happened to my back like my whole back was burnt and my parents were so angry with the maid but of course it was just a mistake no nobody wanted that to happen so i'm i'm amazed i was i'm talking about all my health experiences through the years oh aside from me being myopic i'm i started getting glasses when i was in um 
like constantly wearing glasses when I was in third year college, um, 19 or 20 at that time. And then eventually it progressed. I'm myopic of minus 2.25. I could say that my nearsightedness is acquired because I read a lot. I do laptop a lot. I, When I was still in college, I stayed in a, at the dorm in Cebu Doctors University. The memories I have there was I would spend a lot of hours in front of my laptop just watching series. So eventually that nearsightedness progressed to now. So I have no problem with having nearsightedness because I'm an optometrist so I can just manage my own self. <laughs> That's the funny thing about being an optometrist. And sometimes you just have to check yourself because nobody would want to check you. <laughs> I just have to check myself like I would let myself try different lenses and check which one is clear and then I would just order my own lenses and glasses and that's that's a funny thing but but I'm glad that in that part of my physical weaknesses I could manage on my own. What else? Um I don't think I have any more um problems. I think. So the gist of this, me sharing my physical journey or my anatomical and physiological issues is that I just want to say something to you regarding the the way we live right now, especially the the lifestyle of people right now, the way we live, the way we eat, the way we choose the type of food that we eat. I just want to remind you that we have to be careful because a lot of processed food, especially in the market, in the malls, they are not pure or they are not organic. So I just would want you to, you know, rethink about your food lifestyle, your food intake because it's one thing that you really take time to nurture and prepare yourself, like your future body. Because if, if you're going to be eating like junk right now, of course, your future body will regret it. So if we have this opportunity right now to prepare ourselves to give what our body needs, we do work out, we eat healthy food, we try to eat organic, we try to limit ourselves from all the junk out there, we try to, you know, expose ourselves under the sun during the day, you know, the healthy kind of sun exposure. And of course, I would also recommend you to take a lot of eye breaks as well. It's not just for the body, but I want you to know that it's very significant to have eye breaks. It's just a matter of seconds to really rest your eyes because it's one thing that we're unhealthy and it's another thing that we're so unproductive because of the way we see. Because sometimes even if our vision is okay, our sight is okay, but some of us would have dry eye or irritations, it not be healthy still. So it would also affect how you go about your day. I know I'm jumping in and out with this, but all I wanted to say is you just have to take care of your body now so that your future body would not regret it. And at the same time, it's okay to celebrate sometimes. Like you get to treat yourself with comfort food because it's okay to let ourselves, you know, feel good with food. When talking about comfort food, eh, we don't have to, to look for or to, to ask comfort from food you get me because there are people especially for me before i would look for my happiness in food if i'm unsatisfied with life if i'm not happy today or i'm sad today i would look comfort in terms of food and it's not the right thing because our body will will be satisfied and then get unsatisfied again and then eventually if we make food our 
deal or our way of comfort will be fat in the future. I guess all I'm trying to say is that we have to take care of our body. We have to take a look at it every once in a while to make sure that we are living healthy. It's not just for ourselves, but also we're living healthy for our loved ones or the people around us. Sharing this journey of being healthy with the people around us. Yeah. I hope you... I don't know if you got... Um, bakit ba ako nag-share ng... Bakit ba ako nag-share? Oh, one thing I forget about my physical struggles is my mental health. Yeah, it's a different story when it comes to mental health because it's not physical health. But the mental health issues like my anxiety, my sometimes I experience depression, It it's not physical because it's it's in the mind. It's... It's mental, but it has its manifestations with the physical body. So we still have to take a look at our body, how it responds, how it reacts, how it is affected. And we just have to make our observations with how our body is responding because we cannot, sometimes we cannot control our minds, our anxieties, our mental health struggles, but we can do something about how we would treat our body. Of course, let's say I have anxiety right now. I couldn't breathe. Like I can't, like I have this rapid heart rate and I would reach a point that I couldn't breathe properly. So one thing I learned about this kind of panic attack or anxiety attack is that I could do, you know, heavy breathing. Um, one thing I remember from what I, I searched online is inhale through the mouth for like five seconds and then I don't breathe, I pause for 6 seconds. I exhale through the nose 7 seconds. I'm not literally sure if that's the exact way of, you know, doing your breathing exercises, but that's what I remember and I'm I stuck with that and it helps me from time to time, you know. It slows down my heartbeat and it helps me to to realign myself because when I get when I have my anxiety attack, my mind would like, psh, 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 my mind would be everywhere. It, they would run from place to place. It starts my over worrying, my overthinking. So it's very helpful for me to have that kind of breathing exercise. This is the, the most important thing that I have with my anxiety attacks is I would definitely talk to God. I would pray to him and it's not going to be abruptly okay but it helps it comforts me to talk to him when i have this attacks so that's it um i have nothing else to share so under uh with my book collection i'll be doing a book collection podcast episode soon um usually the physical problems in my body would just heal especially with the presence of you know healing from god and the 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 help from the medicines but anxiety would come and go so the thing that i i grab onto when it happens is i have two anxiety books like one was in comedy it was such a funny book it was entitled it's entitled how not to fall apart lessons learned on the road from self-harm to self-care the author is Maggie Van Age. It's such a funny book. She was just sharing her experience and it's somehow funny. 
I read this one years ago when I did not have my anxiety yet. So I'm planning to reread this now because I know I could relate to it. Another one is High Anxiety by Kat. But I did not read it yet. I think it's kind of serious. <laughs> That's the only two books I have with anxiety. But the rest of the books that literally helped me was mostly godly books. You know, talking um, books that are talking mostly about healing, about forgiveness about struggles about pain heartbrokenness about sorrow yeah it actually helped me to open up my eyes more to such experiences and yeah it's like my books are my best friends because sometimes when you are struggling you can't find the words to express it or you don't know how to talk about your struggles with another person so i guess books really help me a lot especially when i just choose to be silent about it and sometimes the books would have the right amount of words that i can't seem to put my mouth into so i hope you get to hear out that podcast episode that i'm gonna do about top five favorite authors and my top five favorite books so that's it i hope you you enjoyed this episode it's not much but i just wanted to share to you guys my experience with my physical body struggles and a little bit of mental health issues yeah so far i did not have recently i don't have any illnesses so thank god for that and you just have to ilang i just wanted to to remind you that it's a really great investment you know to take care of your body because your future selves will thank you for it all right that's it for this episode thank you so much for hanging out with me i hope you find this episode helpful Hey, if you enjoyed listening and you want to hear more, subscribe so that you'll get notified for when my next episodes come out. Come on, baby.